Hello, livestock friends, and welcome to this edition of Before the Bid. This is a podcast dedicated to the livestock sales industry where we go behind the scenes of the operation and speak straight to the sellers. We discuss topics about the important aspects of their operation, location, the people behind the prep work, and talk about some of the animals that will be offered to you, the prospective buyers. Hopefully, you've got your sale catalog close by. You might have to go look through that pile on your desk. But if not, then you're probably like me and driving down the road or busy with chores around the farm. And that's okay, too. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy this segment of Before the Bid. I'm your host, Andy Howell. Welcome, Livestock Friends, to this edition of Before the Bid Podcast. And on this one, we are going to go to Missouri, and we're going to talk some cattle. And we are going to talk with a guy that is a Missouri State graduate, graduated in agribusiness. And uh, he's a third-generation cattleman, and they've got a really good story about raising their own cattle and growing up through that, uh, evolving through that. So we're going to bring that out of my guest today. They've got 26 lots here on the SC sale on September 16th. And we're going to be talking to Spencer Ashworth of Ashworth Show Cattle there in Urbana, Missouri. So, uh, Spencer, appreciate you meeting up with me here. Appreciate you getting on the phone and, and getting these things put together. And You've got 26 lots. And as we were just talking, that's that's quite a bit of work there with you guys, with, with you and your dad putting those together. Yeah, thank you for having me on. 26 lots. We did bite off about all we can chew <laughs> to get ready for an online sale here. Dad working a full-time off-farm job and me getting back home to try to make all this go. It's sure been wide open here into the summer and beginning of the fall. And you guys are doing some calving right now as well. Uh, so you've yeah. got all that stuff going on. We're starting to hit the downhill slide. We've got most of them calved out, but we still got a few left. But it was, it's been a hectic couple of weeks here at the end of August. Oh, you got a little bit of time here to get the sale ready here for September 16th. So, Spencer, if you would, tell us a little bit. How would you kind of get into the cattle, get into the show cattle? Tell us a little bit of, of history there of Ashworth show cattle. My dad started breeding club calves and Kenya cattle in 1989 after he graduated college. Mm-hmm. He was pretty passionate about show cattle. He showed when he was a junior, and there's a lot of us that gets in your blood, and it's pretty hard to get out. So. He got that started, and then as long as I can remember, I've been going to cattle shows and been every step of the way raising these things, and it's what I love to do and wouldn't want to do anything else. So I've been around it since day one, and I got hooked. Mm-hmm. Now, Grandpa, you said that he kind of started it that, that you know they ran just kind of commercial cattle, right? Yeah, that's what Dad started AI, and he just started AI and the cows that they had, and they were just commercial stock cows wasn't anything real fancy and i catch a lot of flack for how easy i got it now with all the synchronization protocols and cedars right. and breeding cows nowadays compared to how dad did it when he was starting right he had to do it the hard way and basically get one calf a year and uh keep breeding up that way yeah he was catching all the natural heat and busting his butt staying out there and he didn't have all them things coming in heat just short amount of time and it was kind of a long, drawn-out process instead of really killing yourself for a few days and kind of getting the group busted out. And then right. if you got another group you're setting up a little bit later, got a couple rounds of that. And it's nice to have all these things out at one time and not have a bunch of stragglers. It seems like, to me, these stragglers are the ones that usually get hard to catch, right. get too much going on, and these are the ones that can slip up and you miss something on these. 
when he started AI in these commercial cattle, was his goal show cattle? His goal was to raise show cattle, show steers specifically. Okay. He was hooked on it, had to find a way to keep going. Okay. Knew Spencer was coming along and Spencer was going to want to show cows. And <laughs> I don't know if he knew I was coming along. He was probably living living the dream about like I am now. Uh-huh. A little bit before my time. Okay. But he always had that passion. And, and so that just passed on to you. And, and now you guys, you're, you're running quite a few cattle and breeding for a lot of show cattle, right? Yeah, we're running about 150 cows, and they're all either AI'd, and we put eggs, and we just started doing some ET work here the last few years, and we're taking that pretty serious, and we're putting in good number of eggs now. We're AI'ing most of our cows, put a handful of eggs in here, and we've been putting a few eggs in a cooperator herd or two. Okay, so you guys have went out and found some other cattle to put these eggs in as well, just to, just to kind of help expand that. Yeah, the last year we've put some eggs in at some cooperate herds just for the fact that we pretty well got the land we got here at this time is pretty well maxed out with the amount of cows we got. Mm-hmm. And I think Dad likes to put embryos in some of these cows of ours a little better than I do, but I'm a little partial to some of them. Mm-hmm. He, he likes to make the cut a little faster than I do, but I got faith in some of them that they're still going to have a great one instead of on their own AI instead of putting <laughs> right. an embryo in them. Well, you know, that's that's a little bit of opposite of the situation I'm in. I'm kind of like, put some embryos in these cows, Dad, and he's like, oh, I think we better breed some of those. So uh, I, I kind of understand where that's coming from. So a little bit of, little bit of struggle there, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we, uh, we don't always see eye to eye right off the bat, but. Usually one of us is coming back saying, yeah, I guess I should have listened to you there. You got One of us usually gets it, gets it right and gets close. Right. Yeah, well, that's always good, at least, at least if you got it figured out. And you guys have a, kind of a good story there. You're not bringing in a lot of genetics, right? No. All those cows that Dad started with, that would have been our base cow herd. We didn't really bring in any cows till the last few years and we haven't really brought any in there i brought a couple with me from texas from uh brandon horn at horn livestock we had bought a uh, semi cow from uh, my dad's college roommate and that was a pair Mm -hmm. and i bought another cow this spring but that's pretty well all the cows we've brought in it's been a pretty closed herd the last several years on those cows do you think you're gonna do some embryo work on on those cattle is that why they were bought uh, yes, on the cattle I got from uh, Brandon Horn, we've already got eggs out of one of them and on the ground. Here in the last 30 days, there's already embryo calves hit the ground out of uh, a couple of these cows I brought from mm-hmm. Texas. Mm-hmm. So, Right, so just trying to bring in a few new ones. Yeah, we were trying to bring in a little bit of outside stuff and maybe step up our mm-hmm. our program just another another notch and have a little more diversity on maybe some colored cows because a lot of our cows have been black and then we started breeding some colored bulls the last few years and kept the females. These colored cattle seem to be doing real good. These Charlet influence cattle, they seem to be working good for us and, mm-hmm. and we're winning a lot of shows these days too. So we're trying to stay with what was working good for us and uh, keep driving ahead with that. Mm -hmm. And that kind of gets us into two different stories here or or two different things to talk about. One of them is that that with you guys raising all those by yourself and and going show cattle, you were a showman yourself growing up and and going through the 4-H and and FFA program. From the very beginning, I mean, some of my earliest memories, I remember going with my mom and dad to Kansas City and Louisville. They'd take pins of steers 
and uh, heifers out there for the pen shows and sell those calves. Even the shows we didn't take uh, pen calves to, it seemed like Dad didn't ever miss a American Royal or Missouri State Fair, at least the steer show, and that steer show got hooked in me. And but as soon as I was eight, my dad didn't let me show anything till I was eight. But the year I turned eight and could be in 4-H, I was ready to go. And dad was still selling some calves at that point, And mm-hmm. he kind of sold what we had. And we had a few left over. And we took those that year. And we didn't do anything crazy or have any big year. But he was going to start and decide if I was going to like it. And he was going to keep selling calves. And after the first year, he kind of decided I stayed hooked all year i guess and it got in my blood and the next year was the first year i went to the missouri state fair mm-hmm. and we actually had a uh, checks in the mail calf he was a black brockle face calf mm-hmm. i remember that calf we actually called him earl there was a show back then called my name was earl <laughs> right That's i remember that, that calf yeah. got named after uh <laughs> i remember i mean so i'd have been nine years old at this point and the only reason i can remember i was nine is the second year i showed we were getting gathering the cows to uh, vaccinate there that late spring, early summer, mm-hmm. and uh, gathering the cows and calves to vaccinate the calves. This calf, I mean, he was just kind of an ornery calf. Every time we'd gather these things, he'd be hiding. He'd, he'd get out. He never really tore anything up, but he just wasn't about the program that everybody else was on. He was kind of a, his own his own animal. He was different than everything else, and he was, I mean, he was the best calf we had that year, I thought. Mm-hmm. I think everybody else thought so too, but maybe I was just a little partial. Took him to, uh, I think we had might have had a little success at some jackpots maybe. I don't think anything crazy, maybe won a class or something, but that was actually the best I had done at Missouri State Fair with this calf. Mm-hmm. I believe he was the reserve 4-H crossbred steer. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. So that calf will always hold a pretty special place in my heart, and uh, he, that was a pretty fun ride, and it was a pretty cool story how, I mean, from raising that thing to him always being being something and earning his name Earl. It was just a <laughs> cool calf. And he actually, if I remember right, we actually would have sold that calf after Missouri State Fair to uh, Jared Bedwell. He was still living. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he might have took that calf to Phoenix and uh, maybe Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how he ever got along with him. I was pretty young, but I'm pretty sure that's where he went. And, right. Jared Bedwell was always awesome to me and my dad and real good to us mm-hmm. and really a great guy that's truly missed. Well, that's cool that, that uh, you know, one of those honorary, was it, was it kind of like you guys had the same kind of attitude uh, when, when you got to growing close to him? You know, I don't know that we had the same. <laughs> really the craziest thing about it all was, once we kind of got him halter broke, he was about as gentle a calf, and just he didn't really get into too much trouble or tear anything up. I mean, he was easy going. We didn't get him fat enough. That was one of them deals. Mm-hmm. We didn't get him fat enough. We didn't. We were inexperienced and didn't get him fed quite like we probably needed to. And mm-hmm. he might have been nickel weight maturing too. So, right. what I remember, he came around and had a cool attitude, and everything was good about him. The stars didn't quite align that time. Right. Right. Well, and and so you you showed through your 4-H years and things, and now you guys are are continuing to sell some cattle and and sell some calves and club calves. And you guys had uh, uh, some pretty big success here as of late. Yes. I uh, showed all the way through my eligible years of showing, and we kind of cut back on selling calves there towards the end of uh, my showing career. Got a little hard to sell calves while 
I was showing mm-hmm. what we were raising. Mm-hmm. and uh, we kind of got our fallborn herd going, and uh, we were fortunate enough to have a real, real good year in uh, Texas last spring. We had the uh, reserve champion exotic lightweight at the Patriot Junior Market Steer Show and the reserve champion of the cross at San Antonio, and they were both shown by the same young man, uh, Cooper Way, both sold by Brandon Horn. And as you look at that flyer that you guys have, I, I love this flyer that that you have for the sale. Be bold and dream big. And the calf looks like the same one on there, but let's set that story straight. Yeah, that's two different calves. They're both out of In God We Trust, but uh, that is two different calves. It was sure a good year, and I do got to give Alyssa there at Sweetbriar Creative. She did a heck of a job on this flyer. Mm-hmm. I'm re- I mean, I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. You'd mentioned a little about your, your fallborn uh, program, and, and I want you to bring that story out a little because the, the fallborn program, it wasn't really designed that way, was it? No, I mean, here in Missouri and in the Midwest, most of our uh, market is basically right now selling mm-hmm. these springborns here in the fall. And in 2012, we had drought as long as a lot of other people, a lot of people had it worse than we did, but we didn't get a lot of cows bred that spring and summer. And we decided instead of holding them things over for a year without a calf, that fall came around, that winter came around, we bred them. We actually went and bred some maternal back in those things, mm-hmm. bred some Sim Angus and bought a Sim Angus bull at the time. We went back, bred those things maternal. They were getting pretty clubby bread, pretty hot bread. So we went back, did a year or two of that. After a couple years of that, and God we trust, kind of hit the market. We decided to take the plunge and go back to raising some more show steers, except this time with our fallborn herd. And we bred a lot of In God We Trust and BDR, mm-hmm. and we liked what we got. Mm-hmm. We haven't looked back since. So it it really kind of worked out. Not not that the drought was was a good thing or anything like that, but it, but it kind of shifted gears just a bit and made you guys reset a bit. And and I'm gonna guess you're fairly happy with with what you did. Yeah, I mean it it, it kind of gives us a little diversity too. I mean we got two sets of calves through the year, and heck, I like calving season. I like breeding them. I mean I just like raising show steers as crazy as it may sound to some. I I just something about it. I love it. I don't know why, but so I kind of like calving them out twice a year or calving a lot of them out. So mm-hmm. it's nice to spread it out a little bit. It seems like the way it works, you keep two real hectic times a year. You know, this time of year we're calving falls and selling springs, and next spring we'll be selling falls and calving springs. So right. you get you a couple hectic times a year, but it somehow all comes together and we get it done. Right. Helps a little bit of that income as well when you can sell springs and falls both. Yeah, that is that is a big thing because that is the hard part about this business is getting a paycheck one day and out of the year and making it last all year. Right. So it does kind of help to get kind of a couple paydays throughout the year and split it up. Right. Uh, and I got to pick on you just a little. You like having those maternal breads just a little bit better than some of those clubby breads? I don't know. I get too much sleep when we're calving those things. I don't got to stay up all night. And, you know, they get up, suck, and it's just about too easy, I guess. I, I guess I like doing stuff the hard way. Okay, okay. Well, to to each their own, I guess. So, uh... And I guess I like them things that just don't have a whole lot of will to live sometimes for some <laughs> gosh dang crazy reason. You like the challenge, then? Yeah, it keeps you on your toes, and keeps you busy i guess it's not like a guy can't stay busy enough nowadays anyways 
along with the breeding and and you bringing in a couple outside females, you've got a bull here uh, within the last year or so that that you bought. And I want you to talk just a little bit about him. You've got a couple calves in the sale that are out of him. We do. A couple years ago, we were fortunate enough to have the opportunity to purchase a bull from the Rushley Brothers here in Missouri. This bull was a, another Brandon Horn bred bull. He's a, a gold buckle, 620. We like this bull a bunch. This bull did a lot of good for the Rushley Brothers. They sold a lot of calves out of him. Mm-hmm. And I know that one calf they sold actually got a brand at Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. He was second class. So I'm pretty pumped up about this bull. Now, is he a clubby deal? You you talk about branding and in those Texas majors, and and is he? A, do they brand the clubbies or or most of those the the eared cattle? No, this one's going to be a Charlay cross or Charlay colored club calf bull. Okay, he's not an eared bull. Mm-hmm. I quite got brave enough to venture out into that. <laughs> okay, but I'm not saying it hasn't crossed my mind, especially on these fallborns, but. I don't have this deal quite figured or I don't even have it close to figured out. I don't, I don't reckon. So I figured I might try to figure this out a little more mm-hmm. before I jumped off into some more deeper water. Okay. All right. Well, I just talked to a few guys that talk about getting brands and things and those are, are more on those uh, American deals. So I uh, want to make sure. So you say this bull, he's a gold buckle out of 620. Yes. Okay. Can you give us a little more insight on that? Um, that 620 donor of Brandon Horns, those genetics have done a lot of good for that family and that operation. Okay, so now you guys are gonna gonna bring him into yours and put him to work. And again, you've got some got some calves out of him here in the sale. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about the calves we got out of him in the sale. We got four steers and a heifer. The steers are younger calves, and this heifer, I'm pretty excited about her too. She's a big featured, big muscled kind of female that I think is going to raise them as good as a lot of them. And I think she's still got enough look to her and made right where she'll she'll do some good in the show ring if somebody wants to do that with her. And these steers, they seem to have the muscle and the shape and the design and look to them. I do like what this bull's given us so far, and I think he's going to do some good for us. Mm-hmm. Now, are you going to do a little bit of collecting him and, and use some of that AI in your herd or, or sell some or, or is he just kind of a turnout deal well we've been mostly letting him natural service these cows now that we're probably getting a little better handle on him mm-hmm. i'd say there will be a few cows depending on the situation we'll have some semen little semen on hand depending on the situation on him and mm-hmm. where he's at and that kind of deal on what we might do there but most of the time we'll just let him natural service them unless things aren't handy and we'll go ahead and AI one to him mm-hmm. if that's what we're dead set on. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not going to replace your AI program or anything like that, is he? No, no, I'm not trying to claim he's that caliber bull by no means. He just, he, he does us some good and has a good place. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Uh, yeah, and always, always nice when you can uh, do that and, and turn one out that you know you're going to have quality calves out of because uh, – you know, I, I get all bent out of shape when I don't get one AI'd and, and stuck. And uh, But if I had a really, really good bull to turn him out with like this guy is, why maybe I wouldn't be quite so upset sometimes. Yeah, it makes it <laughs> a little easier going when you're in there sinking those cows up and breeding them. You want to get them AI bred and embryos to stick, but it kind of does give you a little bit better feeling when you know you still got a pretty good chance to get a real good one, even with the bull out there. Right. 
Right. Well, and, and you started talking about some of those calves in the sale. Are are you ready to go down through some of these and, and talk about some of these calves? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, again, just want to remind everybody, the sale is on SC Sales. It is September 16th, so maybe by the time you're listening to this, things are up on SC, and so you could go through and watch those as, as we're talking about them or uh, watch the podcast video on, on our Facebook page, on our YouTube channel, things like that. So uh, however you want to do it, but they are on there. And Spencer, are you going to put stuff up on your Facebook page as well? Is that a plan? Yeah. I'll, I'll try to do a better job than I have, and I'm going to try to keep that rolling. And i got to get a lot better. It is on the top of my list to get better at this year, so mm-hmm. I will say that. And I'm hoping to have those uh, pictures and videos on SC and get some of them rolled through Facebook by Friday the 10th. We're going to picture Tuesday the 7th, okay. picture and video, and see if we can. We might get them up just a little bit before, but mm-hmm. I would think. I would think by then that'll give us enough time to get everything finalized and ready to go. Okay. Yeah, that some of that social media stuff you gotta really be on top of it to keep it right on going. So uh, I absolutely understand where you're at with that. So and then there's gonna be some that we don't talk about, so make sure you do go to SC, you check those out again if you're not watching that podcast video, make sure you do that. So Spencer, you said there's one that when you pull in the driveway everybody's gotta go look at him. Uh, so so let's start out with him, that uh, Tag 100. That's what that's the first one that they seem to be asking about when everybody pulls in. He's a, he's a red get-you-some steer out of a walks-alone cow that I'm really excited about. I think this cow is going to be putting some good stuff in our sales the next few years. This calf, I don't know, he's been a unique individual since, since the first time I saw him. I'm pretty excited about him. I'm not scared to say I think he's got a lot of better days ahead of him. I'm I by no means think he's peaked today. Mm-hmm. He's big muscled, cool looking, real good r- red color, big feet, big legs. He's not as hairy as everything else right now, but uh, I'm not scared about that thing's hair. He's good haired. Mm-hmm. Good, yeah. And usually uh, uh, a red one might not be the one that, that most everybody wants to go after in this steer deal. No, I mean... A lot of times, most people are more after a black one. Or mm-hmm. here the last couple of years, it seems like everybody's going after these silver calves or mm-hmm. these yellow calves, these kind of Charlay influenced cattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of the time, the red one's not at the top of everybody's list. Mm-hmm. The next one you have on the list, and you've got a couple of them out of this bull, and you kind of want to group those together. What about these May We Alls? These May We Alls. I mean, I'm just re- I'm really excited about these things to be getting cattle that look like this out of first calf heifers and the way i read these things they they read like they're gonna have gas they're gonna be able to grow they got some look to them they got some muscle most of them are pretty hairy i mean i'm really excited about these things i don't think they're just sellable calves i think they're good cattle from mm-hmm. the way i'm reading them right now mm-hmm. right so something that can go on and do what you need yeah i think that the steers we got are good we got a heifer in there that Really, all these heifers I got are pretty hard to turn loose of, but that thing, I got plenty of ideas on breeding that one, so mm-hmm. whoever gets that one, don't be afraid to call. I'd be glad <laughs> to talk to you with my ideas. You may not like them, but if you want my opinion, I got plenty of ideas how to breed that one. Right. And on the steer side, you're, you're talking about the Tag 101, the Tag 110, and the Tag 111. Those guys are all the May We All. 104 is also a May We All. Yes. Yep. Okay. Two of them are out of In God We Trust Daughters, so I think he's got some power in the blood, too. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the 103. He's a loud and heavy. 
Yeah, I'm excited about these loud and heavies. I mean, really, the cow's designed just like it. This thing's cool-necked, big back, big muscle, gets out and goes. The only thing I do criticize this one for is he does have the curly hair, and it's it's a little rough-haired, but I think as far as build, that one's built awesome. Right. Maybe just shear him and start over, you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> shear him or maybe just keep him down there. For, I mean, even some of these Midwest shows are getting some slick shears. Mm-hmm. I think he would work for it and figure a person isn't scared to get after it and work hard on the hair. Mm-hmm. I think if you get that one's hair straightened out, I've been working at it and we've been getting it better. Mm-hmm. That'll be a good calf if somebody stays on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, good. Uh, next we move to, uh, we got a cash on delivery, the Tag 106. Yeah, this little black white bellied calf. I mean, this this thing is cool to look at from the side. I mean, he's super super hairy, but he's about as green as any of them. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what this one looks like if we get some more pounds on him. And I'm not saying the cow didn't milk because I'm I don't got a bunch of excuses because we don't need him. He just didn't he didn't convert this summer. He didn't take the summer very good. But I think he looks good. We just got to get get some more weight on that thing. Mm-hmm. One that you can just take home and just feed him. Yeah. yeah. Just get after it and let him go. Right. Oh, those are the kind I like. <laughs> I mentioned that quite a few times here as, as people talk about them on the podcast. I like to bring them home and just feed the heck out of them. That's one for that right there. He's, and I think he's the right size. He can get ready for an earlier Midwest fair somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. If he go ahead and take to it. He's been eating good and doing good here since we got him weaned, but if he stays on track. I think you're golden. Mm-hmm. Well, good deal. Uh, tag 107, we got a good to go. Yeah, this is good to go. This cow has done uh, a lot of good for us. She uh, really raised the best here I am we ever raised. And uh, I'm afraid this is probably her last calf. And I'm really excited about that calf. He's he's not maybe the hairiest calf out there today, but, man, if you study that thing, I like it. Mm-hmm. Right. We haven't talked any good-to-goes yet. What's kind of their style? You know, we didn't have enough of them mm-hmm. for me just to say I got them figured out because the two we got in the sale are similar but not just the same, and they're also bred to two little bit different cows. Okay. Them things read like they're going to be stouter, big-ribbed, and cool-looking. I think they got a good place, and I think they, they're going to be good cattle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Lot 108, we got a loud and heavy. Another loud and heavy, this calf. I like this thing a bunch. This cow actually uh, raised a calf that we sold a few years ago that would have drawn a lot of attention. He would have been our main high seller calf that year, uh, campaigned by the Harris family. They did an awesome job with that black and white-footed calf. He was a he was a unique individual, and I think this cow's produced once again. I think this one's awful good, big-haired cool looking i like this one mm-hmm. loud and heavy it's it fits him mm-hmm. may not it may just be a sire but it fits him too mm-hmm. okay uh we'll go to cash on delivery the tag 109 this little black and white calf he's he's got backs of white scattered on him mm-hmm. i like this thing he's designed to me where he's pretty unique he's a little smaller i don't know that this is going to be one the right size for a midwest state fair kind of deal but I think if a guy held on to that one a little while, I think that one could do a lot of good if you let that one go at his his rate. That'd mm-hmm. be the same way on the Tag 108. I think that's one that maybe needs to go at his speed. Mm-hmm. 
just kind of wait on those guys a little bit and, and wait for them to come into their cell. Yeah, maybe not hold on them, but just mm-hmm. let them go. If if they want to eat and go, let them go. If if they're not wanting to go fast, don't force it. Mm-hmm. It's their world. We're just renting space, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying that's just the ideal kind of cattle everybody wants to have, but mm-hmm. and I'm not saying you got to do it. I just read them that that's the best way they turn out is if you kind of let them. You aren't rushed that mm-hmm. dead set on the day. This is the day he's going to show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tag 112. We got a, that's right. Yeah, I'm, this thing. Wow. I'm, I mean, as far as built for slick cheering, from what I know, that one looks like he can stay around here. He's not going to be the hairiest creature ever. But as far as built, I read that one to be built right and be able to hold it together and be pretty good in the slick shear shows if somebody want to do that with that one. Mm-hmm. Now, is Missouri getting a bunch of those slick shows? Missouri doesn't have any. Okay. So depending on where you where you want to go, I mean, I think he's good enough to work in Missouri, but I'm not saying that that one's got the, the yak hair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we're getting a, a slick show or two here in Indiana, and so uh, I didn't know if Missouri had picked any of those up yet or not. We haven't yet. I think Ohio has too, haven't they? I believe I so, yeah. I believe so. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think that's kind of exciting. I, I like the fact that they're picking them up, not just going one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think it's cool to have both. Right. Yeah, I do too. And those those slick steers at the Indiana State Fair, man, you, you, I just have a lot of appreciation for them. So, uh, yeah, if they're if they're built right and, and do right, why uh, slick those dudes up and let them roll? For sure. It's a, it's a whole different animal to look at. Right. It's something to get used to, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Takes some getting used to. Right. Well, you got a good lineup of, of steers there, and then you've got uh, a few of those GB620s right here at the end, some of these later ones, and you've got a couple fall steers there that you're waiting on a little to, to decide on, on how that's going to go, uh, but they're also there on as far as the steer side goes. Yeah, the plan on those is those are some late fall-born calves that could fit some people's needs depending on everybody's got a little different time their show is and just trying to meet a little diversity of needs on that but the plan is to have them in the sale on the 16th but we gotta see how this picture day goes because 26 head in one day is gonna be hoofing it right hopefully you guys get some good weather for that hopefully you've also got got a few heifers here that you're going to be uh putting along with the steers in this sale so let's not miss those uh, we start with uh, the tag one twenty one. She's a may we all. Yeah, that's that may we all heifer I was talking about a little bit ago. That I mean, I think that one she's show heifer all day, mm-hmm. and then I think that thing goes to the cow pasture and produces, and uh, produces big. Okay, if they want, you're going to help them decide what to breed her to. And I got I got plenty of ideas if if somebody wants to listen. I don't know. Most people might may not they may not want to listen. <laughs> Just the inside of the cows, that they may like that sleeping at night better than I do. Right, right. Uh, what about the 123? When in doubt, this when in doubt black baldy with white legs. I like this thing a bunch. I kind of really wish I'd have bred her mother back the same way, because this thing has just gotten better every every day since breeding. I I wasn't quite sure on that thing, but in the beginning but i'm every day i like her even more so i'm pretty excited to see what the future holds on this one Mm -hmm. really cool mark get that eye catch 
Yeah, I mean, you're for sure going to see that one when you pull in the driveway. She's got enough chrome to blind you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you want to talk to the next two to, together, like the 122 and the 124. we got some no guts, no glory females. Yeah, those two heifers, I mean, they're really designed pretty similar, I think. They're both good-haired, kind of unique individuals. I'm interested to see what they can do in the future. Okay. Well, uh, and again, that sale on SC, and that sale is going to be on September 16th. And Spencer, uh, do you do you get to run around and, and do some of the fitting on some of these cattle that you sell? Yeah, I moved back home, and I'm home full-time, and that's going to be our plan this year is to help service these cattle all the way through whatever we can do to assist and help get these cattle to their potential and help you meet your goals. Mm-hmm. And and I we failed to mention it there earlier. Who all is in this operation that's going to be able to help you? Maybe they're going to be the ones that stay at home. Maybe they're going to be the ones that they go out and run and and uh, some of them to help get these cattle ready. And uh, I apologize for not getting to this sooner. But uh, who are some of those guys? My mom Laura, my dad James. I sure owe them a bunch. They hold it together. Anytime I'm out on the road or gone, they keep everything screwed down and keep everything going the right direction. So. I couldn't do it without them, and it takes all of us, but I sure couldn't do it without them. I couldn't be gone very often uh, without them taking care of everything. Um, our neighbor, Adam Cook, he's sure been a good help to us. The last couple of years that I was gone, he's helped make everything go. We usually get some good help here on, on picture day to uh, make everything work. good buddy of mine named Logan Sennett, he comes in, and he's sure been good and steady the last couple of years on I couldn't have got it done without him. I'll about promise you that. It, we get selling this many in a year. It's taxing to pull it all off. But at the end of the day, I still enjoy it. Even on the taxing and stressful days, it's better than working in an office every day, I guess. <laughs> Bad day in the country is better than a day in the city, right? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> no doubt on that. Right. Any day I think I got a little stress, I just think it could be worse. Right. You're exactly right. So... Spencer, anything else we need to know about these cattle, about the operation, about this sale uh, before we wrap this thing up? I'm just excited about this set of calves. We've been breeding on these things. My dad put a lot of work into breeding these things in his time. He's still here helping me make it go. We're sure striving for the future. This is just keep going. We we aren't aren't slowing down. Mm -hmm. We want to keep making these things even better and better. This is uh, nowhere near where I, I want it to be. I want them to be even better than they are by far. So we're striving to make these things better. And that's our goal is to make these things as good as we possibly can and then to help you all be able to get them to their potential and help you succeed and enjoy the projects and meet your goals and hope you can catch the bug as bad as i have i guess <laughs> right and uh just keep right on rolling with it now these guys can come see these cattle anytime they want right or from from yeah. now till sale time anytime we're located here at urbana we're about an hour north of springfield missouri and just over an hour south of uh sedalia missouri okay they're over labor day weekend several people around lake the ozarks we we're only an hour from lake the ozarks too so okay well, that sounds great. Good set of cattle here. We've got 26 lots again for the sale uh, September 16th on SC. And Spencer, man, I appreciate you getting this put together. Nice to, to talk with you, learn about you guys' operation, and I uh, want to wish you luck on the sale, man. 
Thank you, and thank you for having me on. I sure enjoyed it. I appreciate it as well. And so, uh, Spencer, again, we want to thank you. Ashworth Show Cattle, September 16th on SC. Make sure you're there. Call Spencer or uh, James beforehand. Go check those cattle out. And we want to thank them again, and we want to thank you for listening to another edition of Before the Bid Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Before the Bid. For more information and to learn more about upcoming podcasts and sales, visit us at beforethebid.podbeam.com or Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram pages. For information on being a guest on Before the Bid, please email us at beforethebid at gmail.com or one of our social media pages. Remember, that's beforethebid at gmail.com. Happy sales to you, and we will talk to you next time on Before the Bid.